they noticed in the first year of development was nobody really had much fun playing as the police. They found out the fun was running from police, running over police, and random people. Fanboy with Harley Morenstein is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Fanboy with Harley Morenstein wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. I think it's the best. It's the 1990s, and this young man named Dave Jones is working on his video game, Race and Chase. It's a 2D top-down driving focus game based in a fictional city. Initially, with the option to play as police and chase down criminals, the city was going to be a big part of the game. You see, in the 90s, there wasn't a video game really with a living, breathing city quite like what was to be made in Race and Chase. There would be pedestrians walking around, traffic lights. If a pedestrian is hurt, an ambulance will come and take them away. If there is a fire, the fire department will come and extinguish it. But the interesting thing they noticed in the first year of development was nobody really had much fun playing as the police. They found out the fun was running from police, running over police, and random people. And then when the ambulance comes, running over them and stealing the ambulance. Taking cop cars and running over cops and running away from the cops. And then they decided to add a little thing called a spray shop where you get a paint job on the car. That's when the ideas just started snowballing. And the game snowballed into something of its own. They changed the name from Race and Chase to Grand Theft Auto. Came out in 1997 in a world of 3D games taken off. It was very hard for a 2D game to stand out. That's why the press for GTA was all focused on how badass the game was. Banned in Brazil. Banned in the UK. The 90s has plenty of censorship warnings to entice people to want to check something out. I mean, this applied like crazy to movies in the 90s. Banned in Australia was a sticker you would find on most horror movies back then. Now it was on a game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fanboy Podcast. Today's episode is Grand Theft Auto, and I am accompanied right now by Chef Atari. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be on the Fanboy Podcast. Yeah, brother, I'm glad you're here. Yes, sir. What was the first GTA game you played? It would have to be the Grand Theft Auto on PlayStation 1. That first GTA. The first GTA. I believe it's what you just were talking about, Race yeah. and Chase. Yeah, you, you played that on, on PlayStation? I had no idea that game grew up to be such a big boy game. Yeah. That game grew up to be something else. And uh, yeah, the first one I experienced was on the PlayStation. It was the first Grand Theft Auto. And then I do remember playing the Grand Theft Auto 2 on the PlayStation as well. They had it uh, just like better graphics, I guess, but still top down. Around 1997, I myself, I was playing computer, uh, Duke Nukem, and my neighbor came by and he said, I have this game I want to install on your computer. You need to try it. And I was like, okay. And he started the game, he installed it, he booted up the first level, and I was like, ew. Like, what is this? It was kind of gross. I was like, what is this top-down 2D like, I was just playing, like, Duke Nukem, where you're looking through Duke Nukem's eyes. Now I'm staring at this guy in a yellow shirt at the top of his head. It was just weird. And he played for about 
three minutes for me to realize that this was one of the most important developments in video game history. Oh, it was a big deal. This game itself was insane. When he, like, the cops chased after him and he ran over the cops and stole the cop car, I was like, well, hold on, excuse me. Did you just kill the police officer and take his car? And he was like, yeah, and you get a shotgun also when you take the cop car. That is so true. Switch to the shotgun. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he got out and started blasting. I was like, this is crazy. And I don't know if he did this because it wasn't available on PlayStation. He said, okay, I'm going home. Let's link up. And he went home and we played online together. Nope. That was yeah. not a thing. It's like you have a, a little indicator saying where your enemy is, in what direction. So you could be running at him, running with your flamethrower. And then all of a sudden, like a super speed car just goes across the screen. That was wow. him and he runs you over. I did not know that. Yeah. And so... Uh, I found Grand Theft Auto to be so mind-blowing. The, develop, the, the, the creator of the game actually said that it was a little bit like Pac-Man initially. Whereas the police are the ghosts, you're Pac-Man, and pedestrians are the dots, and you run them over to get points. I could see the correlation. Yeah, and it's kind of like that a little bit. But, you know, then people go off the rails. People, You see, in Grand Theft Auto, the more problems you cause, you end up getting star ratings saying how bad of a person you're being and the worse you are you could eventually get a five-star rating and the military comes after you with tanks and helicopters and stuff like that and um i played gta on pc and then i played gta 2 on playstation did you ever play gta 2 yes that's uh i do remember that then you get a pistol that shoots two bullets going like a spread shot yeah i remember that and the cars they had some futuristic cars in there yep I wonder if... I'm still trying to remember if that one was supposed to take place in, like, a different country or different... It was, like, the future or something, I think, a little bit. Okay, okay. Now, what's interesting about GTA 2 was GTA 2 was 3D capable. They could have made GTA a 3D game, not 2D. But I do believe they still stayed with a traditional top-down for that They did. Only reason being was because it was being released on PlayStation 1, and PlayStation 1 could not do the 3D. But PC could have, except they didn't want to release the 3D version of the game on PC and the 2D version on PlayStation 1. They said they'll wait for PlayStation 2. And they said when playing GTA 2, it's one thing when you're looking at a top-down and you run someone over, but when you run them over and they're spread across the windshield... They're like, it makes a big difference. Oh, absolutely. I didn't think we had that technology back then, but I guess if it's on PC, it makes sense. But what's interesting is that's when Take-Two Interactive came in and bought Rockstar, called them Rockstar North, and they made uh, GTA 3 for PlayStation 2. Tell me about your experience with GTA 3, Amir. Got it. Day one launch. First day came out, had it reserved, picked it up. I mean, even the box art was great. And then just popping that game in and just watching the beginning, uh, you're robbing a bank, get double cross. Uh, I was just blown away at how the graphics were, the music, everything. It's just so submersive. Like, I guess the first mission you're with, the guy, he has his wrists. His wrists are wrapped in tape and he was a bomb explosive expert. Uh, I don't remember his name perfectly, but I know he had white wristbands because he was a pyromaniac or explosives guy but just like driving the city was unbelievable it was at nighttime and you get to see the neon lights of all the cars glowing and i was just like this is this it's it was a game that i've never then it would start raining 
weather. I didn't even think we were at that level of video games when I played that game. As a person who had played a lot of GTA and GTA 2, when I heard that GTA 3 was going to be 3D, I also did not think we were at that level. I was like, no, it's going to be stupid. It's going to be wrong. Something's not right. I'm, I'm even remembering the build-up before the launch where Grand Theft Auto had their website and they would release like weekly videos or just videos and all of us would be just gathered around the computer saying, oh my god, you see that bullet hitting the car, those bullet holes? And it's like you just see the person run them over and like, oh, this is going to be so great. And we just the build-up to when the game came up, they totally delivered. Nothing was under, under given or... Yeah, I, I agree. I, when I first heard of GTA 3, I did not have a PlayStation, a PlayStation 2. And I was just like, there's no way. That can't be. You can't take that game and make it 3. It's a whole world. There's not enough computer processing abilities in the entire galaxy to be able to run this game. Because this game is like, it, it's like looking at, it's basically the jump from Mario to Mario 64. <laughs> if you've had that jump, it was like that. It's a good way to put it. And it was third person. Uh, you played as the guy. Literally, that's what he was called. Yep. He was called the guy. I think they gave him the name Frank later in, a, in another game. But you were the guy. And just going around the city shooting people and, and the rocket launcher and stealing cars just seemed so crazy to me. You never I, spoke. You never spoke. I, I ended up getting a, borrowing a PlayStation 2 from a friend. And I just played that game insane. Nonstop. So much. Now, I am a monstrous 80s fan. I love 80s music. I love 80s movies. And when Vice City was announced, which was the next GTA, not GTA 4, it was called GTA Vice City, yeah. running on the same engine, takes place in uh, a fake Miami, whereas GTA 3 was Liberty City. And he plays Tommy Versetti. Uh, I did not... I wasn't sure. I, I thought I played way too much GTA to play any more GTA. It didn't do me any good. I wasn't particularly interested for some reason. I kind of had an overdose. Like, you played the game so much, I was like, I don't need any more GTA. And then I just watched the trailer. And they were blasting 80s music. And he changed his clothes. And I was like, you changed your clothes? And he went inside. I was like, you go inside? It took it up such a level that I was like, oh my God, I need this game. And I instantly went and grabbed Vice City. And you had skipped out on Vice City, right, Amir? That's right. On PlayStation 2, I did skip out on Vice City. And sadly, I didn't even get to revisit it when they released it on the Xbox, Xbox with the dual pack where you get Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. I just totally said, no, I don't like the 80s. I'm not down with that. I, I, need, I like modern or future, but I, just, I pretty much boycotted the game. To this day still. Probably an amazing game and it's my fault and I'm going to probably regret it before I live my human life. But hopefully. Definitely definitely better than GTA 3. I would play that game in an instant before I played GTA 3 again. But it was, uh, for me, I mean, like, it started the game off. It's nighttime. I got on a motorcycle and Billie Jean was playing right away. And I was like, oh, my God. They got real music. That's Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. Okay. They got real music. And I'm on a motorcycle. The last game I don't think had motorcycles, GTA 3. Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't. And I was so excited. And I played the game. And at the halfway point, you get this mock Scarface mansion where there's a bunch of dudes outside. And one of the dudes always goes, I never asked your sister about Mario. 
I don't know why I always, every time I would like be hanging out or like whatever, I always started my games back at that house. It was like whenever I finished playing, I went and saved at that house. Always did it at that house. So the next time I turned it on, I was at that house. I could leave and get like a sick car. And you always had these gangsters there. And one of them was like, I never asked your sister about Mario. <laughs> and I don't know why that quote always stood out to me. And I think in Vice City, that's one where you were able to get helicopters and jets. Yeah. I don't think uh, they... No jets. I think there's a helicopter. I don't think an attack helicopter. Yeah. Because I remember one of my friends back when I lived in Oklahoma, he was like, oh, you got to come check out Vice City. And I still was against it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. So he popped it on. I was like, yo, I'll put on the code for all the guns and everything. You can go around town. I, I played it for five seconds. I said, I'm not impressed. I, I hate this game. But I, I, in all honesty, inside me was probably like, this is so cool. Yeah, no, I remember uh, when San Andreas was coming up. I was like, now I'm done with Grand Theft Auto. Now I'm tired of it. I already did one, and then I did the 80s, and I played the top down so much. I don't need it anymore. You know, I just don't need this. And then um, the trailer for that game came out. And he's walking with the bandana on his face. He's lifting weights. He's got gang members with him. They're on bicycles. And Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses is playing. Yep. And I'm like, okay, these motherfuckers got me back in this fucking game and i wasn't gonna get i wasn't gonna get back into it but like i saw that commercial and i was like okay i need it i went and got it in san andreas i think i put more time in san andreas than in a, any other gta game yeah san andreas was awesome san andreas was so good samuel jackson as a crooked cop immediately get out of prison getting robbed by samuel jackson I was yeah like, I and was then even when, even the trippy dude when you meet the hippie guy and you drive the van to san francisco yes and it's like a long drive it's like a 10 minute drive and you're like i'm driving for 10 minutes in a city in a game it's a video game my buddy John, shout out to John Pickle, he, I remember he played the game with him and he used to like know where to go without hitting the compass. Wow. Like he knew his way around San Andreas. Impressive. Like he knew how to get from point, like if I, if I, like we were in real life in Los Santos and I was like, yo, take me to a clucking bell. He would drive me there without using GPS. Shit, I can't even do that in real life. No, yeah. This guy is like, uh, it was a real deal. And that's how much we played. San Andreas, like I remembered I always had to work out when I played San Andreas, always worked out, always ate, and uh, just the bicycle was such a nice touch, and I never, I didn't think I was going to get back into that game, but I did, they have this terrible mission with remote control uh, airplanes, do you remember that? In San Andreas. Is it San Andreas or is that GTA 4? I thought it was remote control cars. Yeah, remote control cars. Oh. Yeah, I, I do remember that mission. And then All the, those, yeah. It would run out of time before it can get to the target. RC or... planes also. I think the final mission for that was RC plane. It was really brutal. Brutal controls, brutal everything, and you needed to do it to advance the story. It was such a bitch of a mission. But this one mission was a great one. Was you're in Los Santos and you're smuggling drugs to San Francisco, which I forget what they called San Francisco in it, but you drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco. San Fernando, no? Maybe. I think it was. In a, in, a, in a very similar style looking experience of what the real life drive would be, except obviously 10 minutes instead of six hours, but 10 minutes in that game is equivalent to 10 hours. Um, and it's, uh, it was such a trip. That game was such a trip. Like I remember turning on being like, yo, they say the N word. Yeah, and I had never heard a video game ever say the N word before. 
And they're like, hey, yo, CJ, what's up, my N-word? And I'm like, man, I, this game is a movie. Yeah. But like a movie parodying every movie I've ever seen and every game. And it parod- it's, it was really in San Andreas when I was like, yo, no one's safe. Every single billboard is making fun of something. Every single company name. There are jokes everywhere. The makeup agency, model agency, uh, soft drinks, everything. Uh, even like you were just the clucking bell. Yeah, exactly. Food, every, everybody is up for Target. And the radio stations, Grand Theft Auto always had like the most iconic, great music, awesome live talk shows. Those, I always, the radio I, hosts were hilarious. I, I love that. Fuck, so tell fun. me his name. Laszlo. That's it. Laszlo. Oh my God. <laughs> Laszlo, time with Laszlo, 15 time Emmy Award winning trader. Oh. It's so good. Yeah. So many good stories. And then GTA had a monstrous leap forward once again. And I want to tell you about that right after this message. What's up, guys? I want to take a quick break and thank you all for listening to Fanboy with me, Harley Mornstein, a cast box original produced alongside Studio 71. If you could please take this moment right here to rate and review the episode, that would really help a lot and will help for future episodes as well. So leave a rating and a review. Also, I would love to mention that at fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein, you can catch me live streaming on Facebook. Make sure you check that out, fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein. I'm live almost every single day. And if you like hearing me talk about games, Pretty sure you'll like seeing me play some games. All right, back to the show. GTA 4. I must point out GTA 4 has what I think, in a time of lots of bullshit limited editions of games, where you played extra amount to get a certain thing, a dumb figure, a goofy toy, whatever. A poster. A poster. GTA 4, at least it did give the poster with the map and everything, because if there's one game where it's crucial, it's GTA. Yeah, you got that in the instruction booklet. GTA 4 limited edition gave you this safety deposit box and a little duffel bag that says Rockstar on it, just to kind of make it simulate like you were like basically a bank robber. And I loved that special edition. Mostly hiding my weed inside that safety deposit box. For, it worked. For a long time. You had a key for it and yeah. everything. And uh, GTA 4, when I first heard about it, I was like, so it's today. We're going back to Liberty City. Why the fuck do I care about Nico? Who the fuck is Nico? And once again, their marketing was so on point, And it was the simplest commercial ever. Do you remember the commercial for GTA 4? It's the camera's facing Nico, and he's just walking at the camera the whole time. But like he's walking on the sidewalk, and he's wearing like a like his regular tracksuit, Russian tracksuit, and there's people behind him. And it's just constantly changing. And then it cuts to like inside a really nice like uh, store, and he's wearing a suit and tie walking. And then it cuts to like he's by the basketball courts, people are playing, and he's wearing different clothes and it keeps cutting and they're playing, I forget, an awesome track. And then it ends, he goes and smashes the window for a car and takes it and drives away and it's like GTA 4. And I was like, oh my God. They didn't have to show anything except for how badass this game is in environments and people 
and changing clothes and scenarios. And by breaking into the car at the end, they're just like, and it's still the same old motherfucking game, boy. And this was on PlayStation 3. Now we're on this. This was on PS3 and Xbox 360, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I just want to make sure we're on the... We did go to new hardware for it. Yeah. We're now on GTA 4 and it was huge on PC also. Huge with the modding community. I think it came out a year later on PC. But GTA 4 was crazy. That was an ambitious game. Very ambitious game. Graphically and everything. Yeah. They, Rockstar, they never, they never let up. They don't. And what's funny is because in between GTA 3, uh, San Andreas, and GTA 4, Rockstar did the biggest swerve ever. And I'm not sure if you remembered at the beginning of Xbox 360's experience. Do you remember what they did first? Table tennis. Rockstar table tennis. Rockstar table tennis. It was so great and it looked good. Those and you character were, models were exactly, awesome. Exactly. But you were just like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's like they're like GTA, GTA, ping pong. And GTA, GTA. It was really wild. It was a wild experience uh, playing ping pong in That's between the GTAs. Good memory. I, I, I was just trying to say, I'm like, what did they do? Yeah. Know. And then GTA 4 was just so crazy. I ended up playing uh, multiplayer GTA 4 a little bit. Right? Uh, no, not me. Oh, you didn't play it? Multiplayer? No, no. I never really liked their multiplayer. Yeah, and GTA 4 had a cover system. Right? Yeah, the first one. It was a little difficult, their, their cover system to handle. But it, if you were able to give it a good a bit of a learning curve, you were... It totally helped the game also. That game desperately needed a cover system. You get wasted too fast. You get wasted. And, I mean, before this, all the games were also lock-on for the most part, weren't they? Yes. They were all lock-on aiming. So now you had full three-dimensional control of your character... You were able to, you know, get your headshots and everything like that with the pistols or anything. But I remember the gunplay in GTA 4 being very exceptional. Um, what I didn't like about GTA 4 was there's a lot of babysitting of your boys. Yeah, and the escort missions. They're like, hey, cousin, let's go bowling. Yeah, come in the car and drive. And then it's like, yo, what's up, Nico? Let's go to Cluck and Bell and eat something. And it was just like, damn, I got to go pick up my buddy and go to Cluck and Bell and feed him. And then I got to go and pick up my cousin. We got to go bowling. Then I got to do this mission. And then right after the mission, I got to save. And then I got to go and pick my homie up and take him around to pick up his date or whatever. That other guy. You had to drop him off at a girl's house or whatever. And it felt like at a certain point in GTA 4, I was like, is this fucking Tamagotchi? (laughs) Is this Tamagrand Theft Auto? Yeah. It was like real Tamagotchi experience. I'm like, I don't like how much I'm babysitting these people fake people like I don't want to babysit relationships I just blew off four real life friends to play this game I don't want to go hang out with game friends you know and that that was like one aspect for me that was cool on paper and cool initially but I definitely got tired of babysitting you know you have these relationships if you keep it high you, you know they'll back you up you get certain missions stuff like that however you got to take care of them and that, for me, was, was too much of a process. That felt like too much babysitting. I, I totally never minded watching, out, watching or chilling with the, the juice head guy. What's his name? Bruce? Oh, yeah. What was it? Because he took you on mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he was like, yo, let's go and fuck some shit up, bro. He's like, yo, let's do... Like, I juice up on my body is 99% muscle. 
1% lean, lean. I'm the cleanest. And I was just like, geez, this guy is over the top. I want to hang out with him every day. Yeah. He was, uh, that was actually a funny dude. That was a funny guy. I remember that character being particularly funny. Was it Bruce? I'm pretty sure it was Bruce. Um, And uh, I, I mean, I got to point it out. Um, one of the, cause like we're there now and this is really what inspired the, the, the topic of this podcast is, um, GTA five quickly became the fastest selling entertainment product in history, earning $800 million in its first day Ooh. and $1 billion in its first three days. Wow. And now... We are coming up to 100 million copies of the game having been sold. And GTA 5 has made $6 billion. That's, that's almost as much as many people there are on the planet. And we haven't even spoke about the controversies that GTA faced along the way. The people that tried to sue GTA for violence and stuff like that. And how, how there's so many things that could have prevented GTA from existing... But at the end of the day, this game came out, ended up being one of the most important series in video game history. And GTA V, $6 billion. Even to this day, this week, the top three games sold were God of War, Mario Tennis, and GTA V. Wow. And we are five years. This game came out in 2013. GTA came out in 2013. I was living in LA. We were living in LA at that time. Yeah, that's uh that's wild. Wow. And then they released it on Xbox One and PC with the first person view, and I'm not gonna lie, it really helped a lot. I ended up playing it a second time in the Good first person that. view. Really enjoyed it. I loved the multiplayer for a minute there. I really did. I thought the multiplayer in GTA five was incredible. But GTA five, Amir, what is standout moment for you in GTA five? Something that you really loved in that game? I think the way that they did the complex when you had to do the heists and your first time when you robbed the bank and when you got your first cut, like because before everything you were doing in the game, you were just making regular money. But then when you did your first heist and you get that bag, the first payday, the first payday and you see your bank account go to like a million dollars. Yeah. I was like, now that's real. Because you felt like you were rich. And even the mission and itself you had to, yeah, was Yeah, you fun. had to do it. was like a multi-tiered mission where you prepare and then you make choices of who goes and does what and which person you're going to bring as the driver, right? Isn't exactly. that this yes. game? Exactly. And you can get the guy to like blow open the safe faster, but it'll be louder or more cops chasing you after. And back up. Yep. And uh, that was pay cool. more for better help. Yeah, those heists were awesome. Those heists were great, and you got a big cut, and then it really did feel like a payday. Um, I've only recently found this out by listening to some uh, YouTube channels, and I'm so blown away. Some of these guys that I've watched dislike the character of Trevor. No. I thought Trevor was one of the craziest video game characters ever like even when you first see him and he's like stomping some guys out after like having sex with his wife and like it's so insane and then like he's just like gta 5 had three characters i'm not sure if you noticed it but there was michael who is the gta guy 
campaign, play through the missions, you do your thing, you get paid, and you move on. Then there's uh, Franklin. This is all about the people that love driving in GTA. You could slow down time. His special move helps you hit, you know, hit sharp turns way better. Franklin was the driving GTA fan. And then there's Trevor, who is supposed to appeal to the anarchy GTA fan. The guy that's like, let's get the police after us. So they made these three different characters that appeal to the different types of players that would play GTA. Um, I would be shocked if the next, next GTA doesn't have a female in the mix also. I would just really be shocked. I think they're there. Knowing GTA, I feel like they would probably make her trans or you transition. Someone will transition. I just feel like that it's the type of game company that will touch on that in the next one. Um, I do know we we're talking about GTA, but I do remember Saints Row allowed you to play as a female. And during even as you were playing the campaign, there were female dialogue paths and dialogue trees. How dare you bring up Saints Row in the middle of this GTA podcast? You're right. I, I, How I totally brought up dare you? the underchild, the, the, the stillborn okay, baby. Okay, but Saints Row, of... came out, Saints Row came out on 360 before GTA did, and it was so hype. <laughs> when it came out We had nothing G- else. What we had nothing else. Were... It was so goofy, though. It appealed to, like, what I liked about San Andreas, uh, GTA, I mean, Saints Row versus San Andreas, was there was no babysitting of shit. You had the cell phone, and it really appealed to the goofy aspects and all the funky stuff that you would do. But GTA 5, you would, my favorite parts when you were playing as Michael and you would go to see your therapist, I loved that. I thought that was hilarious and funny. Then you play as Franklin, man, Franklin, whatever. It was okay. I mean, you start the game off as Franklin, so it is what it is. But when you got Trevor, oh man. I remember like, cause you could switch between these characters at any given time. One time I switched to, tr- switched to Trevor and I was face down in the middle of the desert in my underwear. Like with alcohol bottles all around him. That's, and like that's what he was doing. That's just when they go so in depth to provide you like a character. A that, detail, exactly. Yeah. Another time I switched to Trevor and he was in the dumpster with like a ballerina tutu on. So then I'm doing this mission now and I'm dressed like a ballerina because I don't have time to go and change. It was just so insane. And like the stuff he said and the things he did, it was wow. real, real sickening guy. And what, didn't he have a tattoo on his neck saying cut here? Yeah, With exactly. Dot, first, like dot, dot, yeah, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, he was crazy. And then he also had that weird like homosexual vibes with that, that other guy. He always made like prison references about like uh, that dude with his girlfriend who's like a cuck with his girlfriend. His wife is really mean. You put shit all over his apartment when you're Trevor. Okay. And that, like, many points, you just he just kind of hints that, like, you'll you'll basically, uh, you'll fuck him. <laughs> hey, Trevor. I love Trevor. And I got to say, like, at the time, you put Trevor on with the big beard and you put the sunglasses and the hat on forward. He looks close enough to the sauce boss. Yeah, definitely. I make it, you make it work. You make it work. But uh, we actually almost tried. We tried getting Stephen Ogg on Epic Gaming Time when GTA came out, if you remember that. Yep. We tried calling him. He does the voice of Trevor, and he does the, the body mechanics of Trevor and the look. And if you go uh, and, and look him up... He looks he, pretty much like Trevor. He's Trevor. He was in Walking Dead, wasn't he? Yep. He's in Walking Dead, and he was in, some epi- he was in an episode of Breaking Bad also. No, Better Call Saul. I apologize. Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's right. You showed me that episode of Better Call Saul. I think GTA was monumental in gaming history. It's one of my favorite game series. I love it. Um, 
it's, it's touched pretty much almost the hands and eyes of maybe every human on the planet. Think about it. Your next, next world leader will have played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, next president after Trump, he's played GTA. Yeah, like he, he knows. He knows what's going on. Definitely. GTA was just... Uh, it's just a huge game. It's so monstrous. I love Red Dead Redemption. I'm looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2 as well. Uh, I got to say it because it's basically GTA Wild West. And I want to say to you guys, uh, let me know your favorite GTA memories. You can hit me up at Harley Plays on Twitter and at Prince Atari on Twitter. Let us know your favorite GTA memories or if you got clips or gifts or any moments you want to share, send them to me. Also, feel free to hit me up with some topics. If there's anything you want to see me talk about or hear me talk about or hear Amir and I break down or dissect or our thoughts on the matter, just tweet at us. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Fanboy Podcast. And once again, guys, leave a rating and review, please. Goes a long way. Thanks a lot, dudes.